Good morning all, trust that you're all well. It's good to be with you today. Let's pray before we start. Lord, I thank you for your goodness and your love. I thank you that you're a listening and a speaking God. And I pray that these few thoughts will encourage us this morning. Open our hearts to receive what you have to say. I pray that you'll bless, encourage and equip all those that are listening. In your precious name. Amen. Well, we're almost in December, so it's okay for this, isn't it? And uh, these few thoughts this morning will kind of have a little bit of a Christmassy theme. I wonder if you like waiting. I guess sometimes it depends on why we're waiting. For example, I absolutely don't mind waiting for my dentist appointment or for my bills to be posted. But when it comes to a special, holi special holiday or a special event, then I can't wait for it to come. Mother-to-be has to wait. The baby is growing and developing inside her. And whilst that is going on, we prepare for the arrival of the baby. We have to wait for the signs that tell us the baby is on the way. If we plant a seed, it takes time to grow. But it also has to have the right conditions for it to start sprouting as a seedling. Very often, we find it difficult to wait. We live in a society now where we can access so much so quickly. We have online banking where we can do our transactions immediately. We can order takeaway food immediately or we can order it online and wait for it to be delivered. But have you noticed that when they give you a time, as soon as that time is up, we start to get impatient. We want our food now. We have immediate information at the click of a few buttons. Pretty much gone now are the days when you went to the library and looked through information books to get what you needed. That takes way too long. I've noticed that when you cross at a pedestrian crossing, you press the button once, but if those lights take quite a while to change, you give the button a few more jabs to see if that will make the lights change any quicker. We try to teach our children about waiting. We say things like, you can have that when you're older, or wait until your birthday or Christmas. Just wait a bit and be patient. We can try and teach these things, but somewhere along the line, they're all forgotten when we are pressing buttons on a phone, listening to an automated reply that tells us we are 25th in the queue. This time of year particularly, there's a lot of waiting. We've been in that second lockdown, so many things have been put on hold, which means we have had to wait. When we're able to get back out and about, you can guarantee there'll be a lot of waiting. Shop queues, waiting for a parking space, even waiting to open all of your presents on Christmas Day. This time is especially difficult for children to wait. They see the advertisements and all the decorations and everything associated with this season and can't wait until the special day when they get to open their presents. We're now entering into the season of Advent and we call this time a time of preparation and waiting. We may have an Advent calendar that will help us with counting down the days, but it's so much more than this. We're preparing ourselves for the story of Christmas and the greatest gift that has ever been given. The gift of Jesus Christ who was born as a baby and born to be the saviour of mankind. A gift of love from Father God to each one of us. Could you imagine waiting 700 years for something? Now that may seem extreme because of course physically we can't wait 700 years. But there were some people who had been waiting 700 years for a prophecy to come true. These people were waiting for the promised Messiah, 
who had been written about by the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 7 verse 14 we read, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on, and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The people had no idea about when this prophecy would come true. Their waiting took so long that generations of people came and went. One person who was waiting for the arrival of that new baby, that new king and his saviour, was a man called Simeon. We can read about him in Luke chapter 2 verses 25 to 28. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him, according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed him. God had told Simeon through the Holy Spirit that before he died, he would see the promised saviour in the flesh. He was the same as everyone else. He didn't know when it would be, but he had the assurance that he would see him because God keeps his promises. The Bible tells us that he took the child in his arms and praised God. He had seen Jesus, the promised Messiah. Simeon's life is an example of hoping, being ready and waiting for what God had promised. God's timing was perfect. He had everything in his plan and under his control for when, where and how Jesus would be born. Think about this for your own life. When you are following God, he has a plan and a purpose for you. He wants great things for you. He wants you to succeed and have faith and trust him. But it's all in his timing and our job is to be ready and keep trusting and obeying and very often to keep waiting. The people then were waiting for the arrival of this new king, the one who would save them from their sins. And he was born and lived an amazing sinless life. He died on a cross, was buried and resurrected so that we can have a place in heaven. Now we're to be ready and waiting for King Jesus to return in all his glory. Mark 13 verses 33 to 37 reads, Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. In this parable, we see that Jesus is talking about waiting. The man goes on a long journey, 
but doesn't tell his servants where he's going or when he will be back. Just leaves them in charge of things. His last instructions are just to be ready for when the man returns, whenever that might be. But they aren't to be idle or do nothing while he's gone. They have their tasks and their jobs to do then. The parable wasn't just written for the people that Jesus was talking to then. It has a meaning for us too. If we are followers of Jesus, we are to be ready for his return, watching and waiting, but also doing the jobs that he has given us to do before he returns, showing his love and actively following his commands. Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20 gives us our mandate, our commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Here's an illustration that I read that helps us to think about being ready and waiting. There are two kinds of waiting, passive waiting and active waiting. Here's an example. You're at the railway station. People are waiting for the arrival of the train. You notice that in one corner of the waiting room, there's a man that's dozed off. He is waiting for the train, but while he's waiting, he's bored and so has decided to catch up on a little sleep. He thinks that there'll be still plenty of time before the train arrives. And so for now, he is sleeping. So he's passively waiting. Also waiting for this train is a little boy. He's excited about the arrival of the train and then going on it. He can't sit still and constantly goes to the station door and looks up and down the tracks. He chatters to the other people in the waiting room about the arrival of the train. He even asks the sleepy man if he is getting on the train too. The little boy's waiting is full of expectation, excitement and waiting on tiptoe. He's anticipating that the train will arrive at any moment. He's actively waiting. We can choose to wait pass passively, like sitting in a waiting room at the doctors, flicking through the magazines, daydreaming a little bit, just filling in time until we're called into the doctor's surgery. This kind of passive waiting doesn't require much energy or attention. It requires no commitment on our part. If God wants us, he's all-knowing and he knows where to find us. In the meantime, we deal with our own concerns and look after our own need for leisure. There is no need to bother about prayer, worship, mission, the Bible, or with deliberately living the Christian life. Or, like the little boy at the train station, we can wait with eager anticipation. This waiting involves prayer, worship, mission, the Bible, and deliberately living the Christian life, going out of your way to serve others, and not just looking after your own needs. You know that Jesus will return, and you know what he wants you to do. So in the meantime, it calls you to actively wait and be prepared for whenever that moment of his arrival might be. I wonder if you're a passive waiter or an active waiter. We can't stress or worry about why Jesus when Jesus will return because we don't know when that will be. In fact, no one knows. What we do know is that his return is getting closer. So in the meantime, we're to be his faithful servants and carry on the work that he has given us to do. 
Your work will be different to someone else's. He has called all of us who follow him to be those who will show and share his love to those that we come into contact with. Even in these times when we can't see as many people as we did, we can still show God's love. We can be encouragers, a phone call or a text, even a letter or a card. It's been lovely when I've received an unexpected text from someone that's got a Bible verse or a little word of encouragement. We can all do that. There are many ways that we can still be doers of the word and not just hearers. But alongside all of this, we need to be ready and being those who are actively ready, waiting and being prepared for Jesus' return. Another parable that Jesus told is the story of 10 bridesmaids who were waiting for the arrival of the bridegroom. Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13. At that time, the, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, the lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. As was the custom in Israel at that time, the bridesmaids were going out to meet the bridegroom, and because it was dark, they needed to take lamps with them. But as we read, five were foolish and five were wise. Five of them took enough oil and a bit more to spare. Five of them just took their lamps with not enough oil. And for whatever reason, the bridegroom was late, and because it was evening, the bridesmaids fell asleep while they were waiting. When the bridegroom did arrive, they woke up and five realised their oil was running out. The other five were not willing to share, as they then wouldn't have enough either. So because the five foolish bridesmaids had to go and find somewhere to buy more oil, they were too late to join in with the wedding celebration and missed out. Five of the bridesmaids woke up and were immediately ready. <clears throat> five of the bridesmaids woke up and were not ready. As I said earlier, we don't know when Jesus will return. It will be sudden and unexpected, at a time when we don't expect him. But when he returns, we need to be prepared. That is the task that lies ahead for each one of us. May we spend this day and this Advent period preparing for the return of the Bridegroom, Jesus Christ so that we may spend all eternity in the wedding banquet to which we are all invited. Saint Augustine said, Beware of the grace of God that passes and does not return. We need to perceive God's presence in the little things of each day and never let the opportunity to love and serve him pass us by. 
Our faith must be ready and watching for him. If we take him for granted or presume that we are already saved, we can miss our chance to be with him. God gives us roles to play. So during this Advent time, be more active in your waiting. Use your gifts and your passions to glorify God and to share with others. Let's not be those who just sit back and watch from a distance or have a doze in the waiting room. Instead, be like the little boy who was actively waiting. Be someone who takes part in the story. Someone who is active in the season of waiting. Someone who is ready and waiting for this season of Christmas, but also for the anticipation of the return of our soon and coming King, Jesus Christ. Making sure we are following and serving him as we should, and that our hearts are right with God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this amazing time of year, the anticipation of the birth of your son Jesus, who was born to be the saviour of the world. We ask that you will help us to take away any passivity and unreadiness. Instead, help us to be active waiters, those who are ready to serve others, but also those who are ready for the return of Jesus. I pray that you'll bless all those listening today, that you'll help us to be active waiters in your service and show your love to those around us, to those that we come into contact with. In your precious name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.